Hi everyone, I'm Serena from the Geology Podcast Network, coming to you from Kingston, Ontario. Canada is a big place and the majority of us have not been able to explore its full extent. That is why, in the face of a global pandemic keeping us at home, I am bringing you some armchair Canadian geology. Welcome to the Backyard Geology Podcast Series, Canada Edition. Join me on a trip across Canada to look at some of our most treasured sites. This week's stop, Sudbury, Ontario. If you live around Sudbury today, you likely enjoy some of the stunning landscapes of what Torontonians down in the south call Northern Ontario. And of course, you'd know that Ontario is actually really big and Sudbury isn't exactly north. You'd also probably own a hefty parka to get you through some of the brutally cold winter months. But if you skip back about 1.8 billion years, Sudbury was located close to the equator on the edge of the supercontinent Nuna and you need not have worried about buying a parka, or shivering through what feels like 17 months of winter each year. However, you probably would be worried about the 10 kilometer wide meteorite that came barreling down on Earth, forever changing the geology and landscape of what we now know to be Sudbury. Welcome to Sudbury, a mining town located in an old crater from the third largest known celestial impact on Earth coming in behind the Vredefort Crater in South Africa and the Shiksilub Crater in Mexico. Since being formed on the edge of Nuna back in the Paleoproterozoic era, the crater has been deformed, now appearing elliptical-shaped, and mined extensively for metals that were formed due to the impact. The incredible crater structure preserved a monumental geologic event in which rocks were blasted out into the air and rocks were melted on the spot. Local mining prospects resulting from the impact mean that geologists aren't the only ones that like Sudbury. In 1883, during the construction of the Canadian Pacific Railway, a blacksmith noticed a reddish rock with a silvery sheen. After analysis of the rock, they found that it contained sulfide ore, rich in copper and nickel. The ore was part of a large northeast-southwest trending oval-shaped ring of deposits that were found along the rim of the deformed Sudbury impact crater. Today, parts of the impact structure are mined for nickel, copper, iron, platinum, palladium, gold, and silver. In particular, the nickel deposits put Sudbury on the map as one of the top global producers. But why? How did a meteorite impact 1.8 billion years ago make for a prosperous mining community today? The meteorite impacted old crustal rock. Upon impact, several things happened. First, the rock at the impact site melted. This allowed for differentiation of heavy and light earth materials. In the molten rock, heavier materials like metals sunk to the bottom, while lighter materials settled near the top. Second, rock debris was shot out into the air. As material fell back onto earth, it mixed with the molten rock, forming brescia, which can now be found today up to 80 kilometers from the edge of the impact site. Brescia is a type of rock that is composed of a melted and recrystallized matrix with clasts, meaning inclusions, 
of blasted angular parent material. Third, a massive shock wave was sent through the area, promoting shock metamorphism. This realigned local rocks and produced structures called shatter cones, which are cone-shaped rocks with the tip pointing inwards towards the impact site. On a micro scale, grains of biotite, a type of mineral that takes the shape of platy crystals, appears kinked, which is a telltale sign that metamorphism occurred. These shock features support that the structure was formed from a meteorite impact as opposed to having been formed by a volcanic crater, which may have explained the lava flows. The impact structure sits on the border of the superior and southern geologic provinces, which primarily date back to the Archaean and Proterozoic 2.5 and 1.9 billion years ago, respectively. Rocks in and around the structure show that recrystallization occurred about 1.85 billion years ago, therefore dating the impact itself. Since the impact, the structure has undergone significant deformation as plate tectonics moved into their modern-day positions. Specifically, the long-lived Grenville orogeny, a mountain-building event, accreted the superior and southern geologic provinces in addition to the Grenville province south of the southern province about 1,200 to 980 million years ago, squishing the crater from the southeast. This accounts for the elliptical shape of the structure, as opposed to round, which you would expect from a meteorite impact. Since formation and deformation, the rocks have been eroded down, especially by the movement of glaciers throughout the past 1,200 years or so. In fact, when you look at the rocks of this area, you can see both the impact and the glacial erosion preserved in rock markings. Flow lines and previously mentioned shock features preserved the remelting and giant impact, while the northeast to southwest trending scratches or striations on the rocks were left by glaciers carrying debris over the rocks and scouring the surfaces. Today, the crater is shallow, preserving a few hundred meters of a once six kilometer deep crater that was formed on impact. The center part of the elliptical-shaped crater hosts the rocks of the Whitewater Group, which includes some of the Brescia described earlier, and sedimentary rocks formed long after impact as sediments slowly infilled the depression. The rocks on the edges of the crater form the Nickel Eruptive Group, which includes the ore-bearing rocks that are heavily mined for economically significant metals. Surrounding the crater are the ancient Archaean and Proterozoic rocks of the Superior and Southern Provinces, Now that you're familiar with the geologic situation, let's take a look at the reason that Sudbury is the city it is today. Mining of the structure in the early 1900s onwards promoted the growth and development of the city right in the crater. Lenticular and irregular shaped bodies contain deposits of the minerals pyrotite, pentalandite, and chalcopyrite, which contain nickel and copper. Other notable trace metals are also present in the ores, including iron, gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Of primary interest are the magmatic sulfide ore deposits, which are exploited for nickel, copper, and platinum group elements. Upon impact, almost the entirety of the crust was melted. Sulfide ore liquid, which is immiscible, segregated from the molten rock during cooling, forming the world-class deposits. In addition, metals from deep within the earth were mobilized and brought closer to the surface where they can now be mined. Local fissures, fractures, and faults 
all types of discontinuities in the rock that were caused by the impact were infilled with the molten rock containing the precious sulfide ores. Mine types vary across the deposit depending on the particular shape of the ore bodies that are trying to be extracted. Certain methods are, evidently, more effective for differently shaped ore bodies, which are mapped out using geophysical surveys and exploration drilling prior to beginning mining. Rock is then blasted into smaller pieces, extracted from the mine, and brought to a smelter. Smelting is the process of separating the ore from the host rock. It basically does what the meteorite impact did 1.8 billion years ago, but in a controlled environment to extract economically viable elements. The rock is heated and a reducing agent, usually carbon, is added to remove oxygen from the ore by reacting with it. This leaves behind a raw metal element like iron, nickel, or copper. Today, the majority of the mines in Sudbury are owned by the international nickel company, INCO, now known as Vale. The operations taking place in the Greater Sudbury area earn Sudbury's title as one of the most productive mining camps in the world for its extensive polymetallic deposits, all thanks to that 10-kilometer-wide meteorite that once struck the crust. As a geologist, I think Sudbury is a pretty great city, having literally been built in the crater of a monumental meteorite impact that we now credit for Ontario's claim to fame in the mining industry. Even though the winters are rough, Sudbury's rocks tell an interesting story that should not be overlooked. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Backyard Geology Canada Edition is part of the Geology Podcast Network and is sponsored by Traveling Geologist.